Welcome to the Snowies Camping Show. Today we are talking about how to stay cool and comfortable when you're camping in the warmer months. Yeah, the warmer months. It's um, hard to escape the heat. It I is. Think, when, you're, when you're camping because we don't have an insulated house or I guess there are some cooling things you can take with you, but we don't have an evaporative system that just attaches to the tent. Although I have seen some photos of people who've adapted it as such, but we don't uh, Packed a huge air conditioner. No, yeah. don't condone that at all. And I mean, obviously camping in the warmer months is going to be different for a lot of people depending on where you are in Australia. It could be like super humid and sticky or it could be really dry and like packing close to 45 degrees. So there's a couple of different ways that you can uh, make your experience a little bit better, but they also will depend on the sort of heat that you're dealing with as well. Yeah, humidity is hard to escape too. Mm. Um, I mean, I prefer hot and dry sort of weather. Mm. I've always said I reckon the worst weather to camp in is wind. wind winds, oh, winds yeah. just the pits. I can handle rain, cold, heat, but winds the pits. Wind but is that's the pits. Getting a bit off topic. We're talking heat today, but obviously, um, shade's the big thing. If you can get shade in that sort of hot, dry environment, mm. you can escape the heat mostly. But if it's humid, it's a little harder. I don't have any real first-hand tips because we're based down here in South Australia. We don't have a lot of hot, humid sort of, um, you know, months to, yeah. to camp in. It's usually a hot, dry sort of environment. Originally, I'm from Queensland and like oh, often okay. when it's humid, it's also overcast. So it's not necessarily like shade is a factor um, yeah. in, in those particular conditions. I mean, when I say I'm from Queensland, it was like when I was born there and I was a little kid there. So it's not like I have a huge amount of experience of camping in, in that environment. But okay. I guess would just be like humidity. I, I'm assuming it would just be a matter of sort of keeping up your ventilation and trying to create areas for airflow. Like if you are having a shelter or something like that, strategically using your walls that you might put up on your shelter or the position of your tent and things like that to try and make sure you're taking advantage of the natural breeze. I um, think so, yeah. yeah. Like a, a tent for a hot, humid environment is one that's generally got a, a mesh in it because you usually yes. need to be equipped for fairly fair bit of rainfall as well in, yep. a, in a humid environment. So. A full mesh, you know, gives that breathability and hopefully you can sort of open the windows to, yeah, allow that airflow. That's that's going to be your best bet, isn't it? Mm. Um, obviously, human environment, uh, staying hydrated as well is going to help. Staying yep. hydrated just helps you get more comfortable because yeah. you sweat more. You do. But um, I would say, so first tip of, of our episode is to, if you're looking for a tent for a hot and humid environment, get one that's got lots of mesh in it. If it's got a full nylon in there, it's going to be much hotter and harder to kind of get yeah. that airflow through it. I mean, and speaking of tents, there's also uh, like darkroom technologies and tents that have like that light suppression coating on the inside. Yeah. I think some of them do say that, you know, with cutting out that light and that UV input, it also can contribute to keeping the space at least a little bit cooler than yeah. the external ambient. What do, you, what do you reckon though? Well, I don't know. I think it also, it comes down to set and setting. I mean, like if you're going to be setting your tent up in the middle of a paddock and you've just got full-blown sun, doesn't matter how dark it is, it's going to turn into an oven. Whereas if you're if you're taking advantage of that, that dark room light suppression technology, but you're also picking your location in terms of having shade, but yeah. obviously not under massive gum trees that might drop boughs and branches and things like that. Yep. But yeah, if you're in an environment maybe close to a water source or something like that where you've got a lot of natural cooling happening anyway, you're in shade, you've got a bit of a breeze, I think that's when those particular features of, of those styles of tents, you, you're going to notice the difference. Yeah, I think so. My experience with 
that, that light blocking mm. uh, fabric, which is fairly new. We've sort of probably seen it in the last couple of years, I think, coming yeah, to tents and there's more and more brands that are using it now. And it is effective, but I, I've actually had them set up in a, you know, set up in, in the hot sun. Is that when you're doing and, your YouTube? Yeah, all right. You're going to mention that every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was though. but. Yeah. Uh, but my cameraman and I always dread the moment where we just want to zip the whole tent closed mm. to show how dark it is yep. on a hot day, mm-hmm. because it is so hot in there in all the, the in these light blocking tents. Mm. So you can't expect that thin fabric with a black coating on the back to drop the temperature to a comfortable level unless you've got ventilation. Now, what I do do to make or what I have found makes it comfortable mm. is to open the windows, put the Awnings out, create more shade around shade the around tent. It. Yeah, like the Australian houses with the verandas around yeah, exactly, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Same. Exactly the same principle. Yeah. And that create it, it blocks out. I think they say ninety five or something percent. They can never say one hundred percent of the mm. light. And it creates that almost one hundred percent shade. Yeah. All around, and then you've opened the windows and doors and let the ventilation through, and suddenly it becomes a much more comfortable environment. So yeah. there is certainly some uh, benefit of having that light blocking technology for a hot environment, but yeah. you need to team it with. Ventilation. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Ventilation definitely is the key. And I guess also when you you mentioned about keeping hydrated before, especially in humid areas and yep. things like that, um, another really important element is is taking water with you, like being aware of what water is available to you when you go to the campsite and whether yep. or not you need to pack it in. I mean, you can get jerry up to like 20 litre jerry cans. You can yep. get those hard shell ones, but you can also get soft cell ones that, you yeah. know, once you've finished using the water in them, they just roll up and pack away really small. They don't necessarily have to be big and chunky. Yep. I've um, upgraded all mine recently from the hard uh, jerry cans yeah. style water containers yep. to the soft ones for, oh, have for that reason. Yeah, they, I was thinking about doing that. easier. There's not a hard thing I can sort of pack them in the footwell of the car. Yeah, we're getting on another topic that I'm quite passionate about, and that's weights in vehicles as well. If you yep. pack the water in your car, make sure you pack it low. But yeah, take plenty of water in the hot environments. Yeah. If you've got enough, you can also use that for cooling as well. Things like we've got for those who are listening and not watching, we've got in front of us here this little kind of chill towel thing, which uh, um, it's like uh, a vaporative cooling yeah, sort of thing, isn't much, it? Yeah. yeah, wrap it around your neck and it helps keep you cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're not uh, if you can't take enough water with you then you can use a little bit of water to help you keep cool. If you're near a river or a lake or something, then obviously you can just use that yep. water there. So, well, yeah. And rivers and lakes also do bring mozzies and insects and, and bits and pieces sometimes. I know a lot of the time when we get calls from customers, it's like, got anything that's midgy-proof? Because, you know, those buggers really can ruin a trip for sure. What, what is midgy-proof? Uh, do you reckon anything's midgy-proof? I've always said, I don't yeah. know, right there, I think a tent can be have midgy-proof materials in it, mm-hmm. but- Oh, from, I, I'm not yeah. camping, but I don't reckon it can ever be 100%. I don't think it can be. Anything. And I think like a lot of brands that when I first started working in the industry might have claimed to be midgy-proof don't anymore because even if the materials themselves are midgy-proof, they can squeeze in between your zip, your little yeah. zippers and any time you open your tent and they escape in, the, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it can be the pit. So you want to try and reduce that as much as possible. I think things like um, using orange light or, or sort of the yellowish lights instead of your bright white lights and things like that. I think so, yeah. I think I just want to add one more thing to our tent. Yeah, go um, do it. Subject because we're moving on to the, the insect side of it, which is uh, a big thing for my kids in summer camping. But mm. with with tents, we sort of touched on it uh, with trees. But if you haven't got a tree, mm. take a second tarp and set up a tarp above your tent so you, yep. you're shading your tent. And yeah, that, right. And that makes Have you done that cool. before? Um, Oh, possibly. I think maybe I, a good a good scenario is using a full drive awning and then setting your oh, tent yeah, under of the full drive awning. Yep. And then most of the the heat is taken by that first sort of layer, that first tarp, or gives you a bit awning, of a buffer. And then you're 
setting up your mm-hmm. tent in the shade. And I guess that mitigates the danger with setting it up under trees that might drop branches and that sort of thing. So, True. But, I mean, also on tents, sorry, because I know no, we right. went back to tents and now we're going to stay here for a bit longer. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> those, um, the, like the materials of your tent as well, like you talked about the mesh inner before, but then also more natural like cotton canvasy type tents and things like that, they will tend to breathe a more, like yeah. a little bit better than your nylon-y type things. So often those touring tents, you know, like your, your Oz tent or your Dart, or those sorts of um, cotton canvas tents, they yep. tend to be a good option as well if you're doing a lot more outback or hot, like hot weather camping, that they're a good option. I think so. Just slightly thicker fabrics as well, just offer yep. slightly better insulation. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Let's move on. Back to your insect thing. Yeah. Uh, camping near water sources, mm. uh, definitely um, beneficial to keep cool and have water at hand mm. in the hot weather. Usually means mosquitoes and yep. a whole lot of other bugs and usually for my family, it means I'm the only one sitting outside enjoying the stars because my kids and my wife have bunked up inside the tent and done yeah, up all, right. the, all the fly, all the uh, mesh doors and everything. They can still assume me sitting outside by myself. You just not get bitten. Mozzies <clears> don't like you. Well, I, I I don't know. I don't think people don't get bitten. I think just some people react differently. Yeah, maybe so my, that's true. My wife just puffs up like she's. Yeah. I made her sleep. Um, I bet she'll, she's gonna love you saying that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, when I say puffs up, it's, it, she get, just gets bitten and you can see just I, reacts yeah, like yeah, has a big yeah. yeah I, I made see her what sleep. You're saying. The only time. I made her sleep in the open in a swag in a certain mm. environment was uh, one night she woke up the next day and her face was just all lumpy with bites. And oh, I went, no. oh, sorry. So That's the worst. She that- won't let me live that yeah. one down. But, um, but mosquitoes, um, orange lights, I think you said before, yep. is definitely a big help at night. Mm-hmm. So you just operate around orange lights. It doesn't attract the bugs as much. I also like it because it's not as harsh a bright light. Those LED lights can be really harsh and they the can be. But the orange lights would be nicer. They are, definitely. Um, and then insect protection, bug domes. Do you know what, actually, someone up um, in the office, they're talking about these, they swear by these, I'm getting my words mixed up here, so apologies for that, but there's these little clicker things that you can get. If you get bitten by a mozzie, apparently you just put it against your skin and press a button which clicks it. Apparently it works. I haven't tried it myself, but apparently it's literally like a miracle a miracle treatment thing. Yeah, I've I've used them. Mm. I don't know what the science behind it is, but it's it's a piezo Thing. So it gives, it really? it's like a little electric shock that it gives you. Some people don't ah. like it. but So I don't know whether it actually does anything scientifically to the bite inside the skin or it just creates another form of pain for you to focus on so the itch goes <laughs> away. Just, I'm not sure. I'm not itchy. But, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah, but burning. It hurts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it must have some effect because, yeah. I, I mean, I've been in this industry for um, over a decade now, I think, mm-hmm. and they've always been in a, in camping shops yeah. and people have them and yeah, some people say by them. Yeah, but they have some effect. Mm. I'm sure some people it has no effect on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else can we say on, on insects? I'm trying to think if I've got anything else to add. Like, um, well, I guess maybe um, we sort of covered your, your tent and your shelter and, and that sort of thing. Mm. There are some other secondary options and appliances and things that you can pack as well. Oh, yeah, like I one. know one of the really popular ones that we have is like evaporative coolers. You can get like a mini mini evaporative coolers that work off 12 volt. Or you can even, I think you can plug them into 240 volt as well, depending yep. on what sort of trip you're on. I think that um, one of the things about those particular kind of evaporative coolers is they work off the premise of evaporating the water to cool the temperature and then the fan sort of blows that around. And so, so you're saying cooler not air conditioning. That's right. right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not actually conditioning the air through refrigeration. So it's not like it's it's going to magically cool your whole space or your tent down. And it probably because it's working off, you know, the evapor- evaporation of water, 
it's not going to be an awesome option for hum- humidity. Like if you're in no. a humid space, you've already got heaps of water in the air and evaporative coolers not going to be doesn't doing work, it's it. Work. Even, it's not going to work. It's not going to do household. anything really for you. Yeah, yeah, the big household ones don't work in a, yeah. in a humid environment. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think they're just designed, they're awesome. People love them, but they're just designed to take the edge off the heat and just make it a bit more comfortable for you. They're definitely not going to be, you know, blasting you with some icy cold air. Kind of a personal cooler. If like if we're we're sitting here at a table now, we we had a little one in front of us just yeah. blowing cool air on us. Yeah. All we would probably reasonably expect is that we would have cool air on us. Yeah, it would be unreasonable to expect it would cool down this room that we're sitting in now, which is of course probably four meters square. Perhaps yeah, maybe if you have so. a smaller caravan, it might sort of and it's running for a little while, it might do the trick on that. But it definitely wouldn't work for sort of tents or shelters or more open spaces. Yeah. I think realistically, it would probably be an awesome option for the times where you might pack a twelve volt fan, but the fan's just pushing the same hot, stinking air yeah. that you're already sitting in. Yeah. around um, and not necessarily generating that that cool breeze that you'd like to have. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I'm going to take a step. We're going to follow the tradition of taking two steps forward, one step back here and yeah, go okay. back to insects again briefly. Because okay. when, when you said uh, appliances and things, it made me think of something I hadn't mentioned and that's um, there's there's um, sort of gas. They're called Thermocell is the brand. Yeah, like right. A, a gas-operated um, little device mm. that you put a little pad in and, and it runs off gas. and. Because my wife's so prone to insect bites, I've actually yep. used them and they and they actually have some effect. Yeah. If you believe the hype on the package, they'll tell you it gives you a dome of protection that's, I don't know, 21 square metres or something like that. And that's Ooh. probably the case if there's no air movement around you and the gas yeah, permeates. Yeah, right, yeah, perfect conditions sort of that's thing. That's right, yeah. 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 But um, I've used it on a number of case, uh, occasions and I've found them to be quite useful as okay. well. And then you've got mosquito coils and that sort of thing too. Yeah. So um, so that was my step back. So we'll take a step forward again. Where were we? We're talking appliances. We're talking appliances we? so and things fans like fans. Are, fans yeah. Are great, yeah. And a bit safer probably to run um, overnight or in the tent, just yeah. a fan, just to get airflow through That's the tent. That's right. And a lot of them are also rechargeable. Um, as yep. well, and they've got lithium batteries in them. So you can just recharge them on your 12 or your 24 volt. They don't have to be plugged in all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, they don't have an isolator in them, a lot of them. So you can ru- run them whilst they're plugged in, but you can also remove them and um, and run them separately as well, which is handy if you've got kids and you're in a tent and you just want to pop a pop a fan in there. I, I think just maybe, yeah, maximum runtime I reckon on high for a lot of those fans sits around about three to four hours. Yeah, so was, just yeah, to get three, them off yep. to sleep and get them through that first chunk of the night, yep. um, that can be really helpful. Some of them you can get the larger ones oscillate and things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't actually use them much. I sort of rely on the natural, natural breeze yeah. more so, but that's that's my uh, lightweight minimalist camping style coming out where I can't be bothered packing 12-volt fans yeah. in and it's just more power. power. Well, I personally and- don't have one, but yeah. my folks have a, a T-van, which is like one of those hard shell pod camp trailer type things, yeah. and they've got uh, like an actual hard-wired 12-volt fan in there that does – it doesn't oscillate or anything, but I think in that particular situation where it's not a tent and it's like a hard-shelled camper, the ventilation isn't – Not as good. A, a great you – know, yeah, 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 limited yeah. with ventilation. It works amazing. Yep. Yep. And the other good thing about fans, if there are mozzies around, it makes – easier for them to land on you while you're asleep going back to the insects again <laughs> but like if that movement of, of air yeah okay. yeah that's something that i yep. reckon or i found that helps as well if you got mozzies in your room and you crank in a fan you don't get bitten yeah i guess that's the case with the breeze too if you got the breeze through the, through the tent or wherever mm. you sit if you've got breeze and the mozzies mm. are having trouble landing yep. on you so um other appliances uh, fr- fridge fridge comes to mind. Oh, yeah, of one. course. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just from a food perspective, yeah. I mean, you're not going to 
be sitting your butt in a fridge, are you trying no, no, to keep no. cool? But, but yeah. you can keep drinking water cool and that. Absolutely. Uh, you know, have a bit of a system of putting it in the fridge to cool it down. You are going to use more power if you're opening and closing the Cleaning fridge it. and trying to keep that water cool all the time. But Another good option could be if you fr- if you've set your fridge at a f- at f- as a freezer mm. and you're freezing drink bottles of water, you can then transfer them out to be ice in say a, a, an ice box. Yep. And then as that defrosts, you've got like super cold water. So that's your system, right? That's I think you run free freezer and ice freezer and an box ice box. And, yeah, that's my yeah, system. Okay, yeah. which you, once again uses more power, but. Yep. If you've got the powder or if you've got solar, then it's probably yep. not an issue. So Yeah. Yeah, but a fridge is certainly going to help. Just take that edge off. You can sit down and have a nice cold drink and mm. it's going to take that edge off a little. And also like a keeping hydrated, you can get electrolytes and things like that. Oh, so. uh, yeah. It, it, probably for kids particularly if you're camping yep. in the hot environment. And especially and if, if you're coastal camping. I don't know about you, but if you're snorkeling and you're spending all day in the water, you don't necessarily realise how hot it is and, and how much you've been out in the sun and you can get really easily dehydrated. So yeah. having electrolytes around is really helpful It too. catches up on you, right, because you you know you don't realise until the end of that you sit down and then suddenly you're just really tired really early and you're not enjoying the evening. So yeah, just And just sun, pro- and sun protection as well. Sometimes like when we're camping and getting away on adventures, there's been a couple of trips where we've sort of come back at night and we're all sitting down to dinner and we're like, oh, gee whiz, because we've not – it's Reapplied. not necessarily been on the forefront of our mind yep. and then – if you sunburn or you get into that space where you're hot and, yeah, you, yeah, you can't really – you can't go the, back from that. No, no, no. We, we're usually the family that's covered up wide brim hat and, yeah. and all of that because yeah, you just probably. feel better at the end of the night for it. So. That's true for sure. Um, I think uh, if you're camping on hot ground too, can be a thing. Try and, These are just little tidbits I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, try and get up off the hot ground yep. if, you, if you're camping or once again setting your tent up. In a shaded spot, mm-hmm. if it's been, if you're setting it up on, say, a riverbed that's been in the sun all day, you put your tent on that. That warmth's going to be retained. Yep, and come that, up and through the base. Up, yeah. yeah, which is a good thing for winter camping because it stays warm at night. But yeah. in summer, you kind of want to go the other way around. You want to find the shade mm-hmm. uh, so that you, you're setting up on on cooler sort of um, cooler ground. Um, what else have we got? I'm trying to think. Um, well, you like you're a massive fan of packing light. Yep. So things like you know your sleeping bags and your bedding and just just take a sheet, just you know, a liner, or a liner, yeah, liner or sheets, yeah. anything like that. You just um, yep. a lot of those liners they have that double purpose. Or I think you can get like really thin uh, polar fleece liners that are excellent to add in your sleeping bag in the depths of winter. Warm but they're up, more but than enough for summer camping. for summer camping yeah. for to just use as your sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah. In inverted commas there, but um. <laughs> Yeah, and they, yeah. they will definitely do the trick. So, what else have we got? I can't think of anything else. That, I mean, I, I think I think summer camping is all about keeping it simple. You yeah, don't, you don't need much. Just find shade and stay hydrated. Yeah, I think and we're pretty well versed in Australia as well of dealing with the hot weather and in, in the summer things. But I, I don't so. like the humidity thing was something that's really important because. Uh, or not important, I should say. Sorry, interesting. So, I guess if people out there have got awesome tips for humidity to get onto our Facebook group and chuck them in. Because I yeah. personally, if I'm talking to to customers from the northern end of Australia that do deal with humidity, I'm not that well versed in it. So, yeah, hit us up with your tips and your tricks and, and some more info on that side of things. Cause- I'm the same. I don't, I, I've mm-hmm. camped in humid environments, but it's not something I feel like I do enough to have to put something in place to make it comfortable yeah. every time I yeah, go. It's, absolutely. It's just deal with it if it's, if it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. But uh, I think that's all I've got for Yes, um, me too, I reckon. Summer camping but yep. i think uh well actually i do have one more thing okay <laughs> um just take it slow don't do too much and if you're gonna go for a walk or whatever try and do it in the evening or in yep. the morning in when the morning. it's cool mm. and 
you're camping, you're not in a rush anyway. So if it's that hot in the middle of the day, find a shady spot. Have a siesta. Read, down, take a, a book, sleep, read walk, a book. Read, yeah, swim, absolutely. Just have a drink, eat some food. Yep. And then go for a walk when the sun's a little lower in the sky. Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. I think we've covered given it all. all of our advice. For on now anyway. <laughs> staying cool when camping or enjoying your summer escapades. I'm mm. sure as soon as we've wound up, we're going to go. There's, we should have said that. should have said that, yeah. but uh, hopefully someone will pick us up on that. For sure. I think that's it for today's episode, right? Mm. So if you guys do have anything to say, please jump on our Facebook group. Let us know. Um, yep. We'll add it in at some stage, or maybe you've got a whole other topic for us to talk about. We'd love your input on that. You can tune in to the Snowy's Camping Show on your favourite podcast app, Google, Google Podcasts, yep. Spotify, Wherever you where, go. Wherever you go to mm-hmm. listen to your, your podcast, tune in, sign up, uh, jump on our Facebook page, uh, join the group, join in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget you can check out our snow, uh, show, snow notes. Snow <laughs> notes. Snow that's notes, a, that's yeah. our internal. Not for, heat, yeah. not for <laughs> camping in hot weather, there will be no snow notes. Um, our show notes as well, uh, If it, just as a run through of anything we could put. Yeah links in and bits and pieces something. of info if you miss something so and all the bits we forgot to say now we'll we'll add, add in the into them as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> right. but well, i guess we'll catch you next episode sweet all right cool we'll see you then see, see you later guys. bye, bye.